In this podcast, I will introduce you to Hermann Kistner and Joe Liedemann, who I joined on a trip to cross some of South Africa's best mountain passes. Herman is a very experienced adventure rider and has intimate knowledge of all the back roads in these parts. When I heard that Herman was planning a trip, FOMO or fear of missing out got the better of me and although I don't have an adventure motorbike, I asked if I could join them in my Toyota 4x4. I have split the conversation into a number of episodes, so please subscribe to the podcast so that you will get a notification each time a new episode is uploaded. For more information, please visit my website at holger.co.za. Welcome to today's show. My name is Holger Meyer, and today I'm talking to two motorcycle adventurers. Both Joe and Hermann have traveled extensively, and both of them have in fact traveled from Europe to South Africa with public transport. And Joe in a bicycle, and yeah, as I said, Hermann with public transport. And when I heard that these two adventurers are taking on a tour of South Africa, I was very keen to join them. So let me welcome Hermann and Joe to the show. Thanks, Holger. Thank you. Hello. So Hermann is the veteran um, adventure motorbike rider. Um, tell us a little bit about how you started with this hobby. Well, um, I've, for many years I've, I've always wanted to ride a motorbike, um, but I think with so many of us, my parents wouldn't let me when I was younger. And then I think it was about 2001 in the UK, I decided to do my bike license. Um, after which I bought a, a Honda Transalp, which is not really an adventure bike similar to ones that I have now, or the one that I have now. And also in the UK, you don't really have the same sort of opportunities because you just don't have the type of roads that we have here in South Africa. And um, you have villages every mile or two, so uh, not much adventure riding there compared to what you can do here. Uh, but I've always fancied the idea of buying one of these adventure bikes. But even in the UK, I upgraded to a BMW um, R1150R, which is not an adventure bike. But it has the same engine as the adventure bike of the time, which was a, a 1150 adventure, GS adventure. That was before the 1200s and then later the 1250s came out. And then in 2007, we moved uh, back to South Africa, and I think maybe about a year later, I bought my first proper adventure bike, which was a second-hand 1200 uh, um, GS Adventure. What does the GS stand for? I think it stands for Geländestraße in German, which oh. basically means uh, all-terrain. It can go either off-road or on-road. Okay, but you prefer it off-road. Well, um, that's another thing. I think these, these big bikes, a lot of people always call it off-road, but it's not really off-road. You, you always go on a road of sorts. It just depends <laughs> <laughs> on oh, the quality of that road. Yeah. You know, we, we, I, I like driving in, in more remote areas where obviously you've got a lot more dirt roads and uh, 
I would never really go off on, on a single track in the bush w- with these type of bikes, but uh, pretty much any road that is a public road or a road that a four-wheel drive vehicle can drive on are the ones that, that we go on. Yeah. So, Herman, you've been at it for a while now, and yeah, Joe, you, you're the newbie. <laughs> when did you get your bike, and how did you start well, being interested in this hobby? Well, well you know, it's surprisingly, my... My parents um, allowed me to have a bike when I was 16 years old. That's more than 30 years ago as well. And uh, so I rode to school on a small 50cc in uh, Pretoria uh, all those years ago and enjoyed that very much. But I never did my um, license uh, for a big motorcycle. Um, but somehow it always, uh, yeah, the wish always lingered with me to carry on the motorcycle at some point in time. But uh, the then mode of transport first for me as a student in Germany was the, the bicycle. And that's where the big bicycle tour came in then, uh, which uh, happened when I was about 22 with a friend of mine. We traveled through uh, Africa from, from Europe, from Germany down to South Africa, most of it on bike. Uh, some areas because of civil war, we had to uh, go around. And that was a huge adventure and it was great because the bicycle is a mode of transport which really brings you near to the people and to the uh, countryside, the smells, the sounds, the sights and everything. You're in the middle of it and I I very much enjoyed that. Now, uh, 30 years later, um, I'm not that adventurous anymore, (laughs) but still adventurous enough. I'm a bit more lazy. Um, And, uh, well, this idea of riding a motorbike came up again last year. And um, also knowing that I am going to be moving to Germany again next year, so my time here was limited, I thought, let me try to still use the uh, year that I've got um, to do my motorcycle license. And I actually did that. did my learners again, after 30 years after, after I did it the first time in South Africa, um, beginning of the year, and then in April or so I did my motorcycle license. And um, I bought a very old used uh, BMW F650 GS, um, which is a smaller bike uh, than the standard uh, adventure bikes. But um, I thought, as this is my first real big bike, it's, uh, it's good to start a little bit smaller, uh, um, not have too much weight to worry about. And, um, well, um, I've, for the most part, been quite happy with that bike. <laughs> uh, more you'll hear later. So what I like about your bike is that the fact that it was a, a relatively cheap bike <laughs> or old bike didn't put you off enjoying the adventure. You didn't have to have the same bike as Herman, who's obviously been at it a while, but you could have just as much fun, I think, if not more. Well, as much fun, yes, but there's a little bit of um, uh, apprehension as well, um, because you know, don't know what will fall off next uh, <laughs> and how long will it really last. Um, I think with a, with a newer bike, one is a bit more, your mind is a bit more at ease. But on the other hand, as it's so old, you don't worry if you uh, you maybe drop the bike or so. That's not a big issue. That's then, the, again, the pro. Yeah. Yeah. So, Herman, a few years ago, your father-in-law from Scotland came to South Africa and you took him on a tour of all the Baines passes. 
Now, that really whet my appetite. I didn't, um, I couldn't quite imagine what this was all about, but I, I felt that I'd missed out. And when you and Joe were talking about passes and stuff, I thought it would be a good time just to join you. So I joined you again with what I had, and I had a, a Toyota 4x4, and I could follow you guys. But tell us a little bit about how your your father-in-law and the connection there. Yeah, my 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 father-in-law, well, my wife is from from Scotland, and um, I brought her here to South Africa in in two thousand and seven. Uh, she had been once or twice before, just sort of on a short trip with me. Um, our idea was actually she in in the UK. She had a small Ford Fiesta, second-hand one that she bought for about a thousand pounds or something. And we had actually planned to drive that thing down here or try and drive it as far as we can. And then, you know, if it uh, if it broke down or whatever, we'd just abandon it and fly. So we always sort of had that adventure idea in our minds. But then um, Rosie, my wife, she got a medical condition, pregnancy. <laughs> and and we, we could no longer do that. But then um, we settled down here in South Africa and... Um, I've always been interested in sort of seeking out interesting places, places with, with history, with nice scenery and nature and so on. And um, these Baines passes are, are, are truly spectacular because they really go into very wild areas. And also the history about them is that uh, this Baines guy, um, I think that most of them are more than 100 years old. Um, he, he came and built roads mostly in the, in the Cape, um, I think it was a father and son team and then later the son took over and he actually built more passes than the father. And um, the connection to my father-in-law in Scotland is that um, he, he grew up in, in Wick, way up north in Scotland, almost the northernmost tip of Scotland. And, and Baines came from the same area where he came from and my father-in-law was also a civil engineer, so, so he had this historical connection. And uh, I mean, as it turns out... Um, there's also a South African whiskey called Baines, named after him. Um, so there were uh, lots of connections there. And uh, I took him on, on this trip because I liked riding those passes. This was obviously not, not in a motorbike. It was in a car with him. Um, and we went from KwaZulu-Natal uh, down to uh, the Western Cape, or the Clan Karua, basically, as far as that. Uh, driving many passes, most uh, most of the first ones were not really Baines passes because uh, the ones here in, in the east, basically the the um, Nordia's Neck Pass, the passes around the roads area, they're not by Baines. But then the closer you get to the Western Cape, there are more and more passes that were built by him. Yeah, and he really enjoyed that trip. I obviously enjoyed it as well. It would have been nice on a on on, on a motorbike. But I had been on many of them before on a motorbike. So, yeah, I know it was great. I wanted to show Joe these passes. Um, and uh, I think the the most spectacular one of them all is probably the Swartberg Pass between Oetzhoorn and, and Prince Albert. Um, I've been on it many times before. Um, so we did this one with Joe as well as and, and many other passes. So before we start talking about our tour, how do you... How do you find these places? I mean, some of them are obviously well-known, but you took us on roads that I don't think anybody's been on for a very long time. Yeah, if you do this adventure riding for a while, you you, you, you sort of run out of roads after a while. <laughs> you have to go either further away from home or spend a lot of 
time researching where there might be a nice road to ride. Here in the Durban area, we're actually quite fortunate because it only takes about 15 minutes out of the um, the city center and you can find some really nice roads to ride. Obviously, they're not Baines passes around here, but uh, I spend a lot of time on, on Google Maps um, looking at, at aerial photos of roads because a lot of the the roads that we ride sometimes are not even on the road part of, of, the, of Google Maps, so you have to go on the satellite view to actually see them. And then um, also in areas that I do not know very well, I, I put the um, terrain setting on Google Maps because then you can see where the mountains are. You'll see a few roads. Obviously, the windier they are, the, in all likelihood, they are more interesting. But if you zoom in more, you'll get smaller roads coming up that you don't even see in that terrain view or on Google Maps at all if, uh, if, if you're not zoomed in enough. And those are normally, uh, obviously, the more remote and less traveled roads and also the more interesting ones and more adventurous ones to ride on a bike. Mm. And, uh, yeah, before we start talking about the actual ride, um, I think the interesting th or the nice thing is that I was in my 4x4, Joe was in his clapped-out old motorbike. <laughs> And you were in your top-end bike, and we all made it, and we all had fun. So anybody, I want to encourage people to, to take these lesser-traveled roads and to explore our beautiful country. Thank you for joining us for the introduction. I hope that you will join us on our journey, which starts from Swartberg in KwaZulu-Natal next week. Please subscribe to the podcast. For more information, go to holger.co.za.